saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, episode number 294. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Local. Wow, how's it going, man? Yeah, <laughs> me too. What a roller coaster ride. Lose a client here, gain a client there. Uh, just weird, but uh, that's <laughs> all right. That's the industry at times. Did did how Scott Deuce in for for me last week? He did good, very good. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I keep he, meaning uh, to listen to him just so I can harass him, but I keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he, I think, I think he misses you. He misses the harassment. It just doesn't feel quite right, right? I know, I know. <laughs> so, so, so the, we got a lot of stuff happened since, since the last time I was on the show. It's kind of nutty. It's yeah, pretty busy. It has been, um, and I don't think. You know, one of the things that we talked about, I believe, in the last show was there's quite a bit of shakeup going on uh, at the time it was anyway um, in Google search. Fortunately, I you know, actually I have seen a few of our clients moving around, but I don't think I'm not sure if it's all shaken out yet. Uh, Scott would actually be more in tune with that. H- have you seen much of a I'm, I've, I haven't seen much flux. I mean, we've got some client like just the standard flux. I think what I'm waiting for more than anything is the the switch over to the the mobile first indexation thing to see how that impacts stuff. I, I got a feeling it's going to be minimal impact because they're going to try to they're going to try to ease us into it. But I, th- I think it just came out today. Uh, Barry posted on SC Search Engine Roundtable that they're not going to do a preview like they did many years ago for uh, one of the other algorithms big algorithm updates so we're just gonna have to wait and see oh well but that was it will happen and we will be shocked probably or maybe not uh, they did talk about doing it very very gradually so hopefully yeah. it will be almost seamless but it'll be interesting it'll be it'll be one of those things like okay we're not announcing that we did this um or we're going to do this today we're announcing that we did it three months ago and nobody noticed <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so they've done that before <laughs> Oh, geez. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, well, it, there's there's a lot of great articles out there right now, actually. There's plenty of fodder for the show. Um, and I, I get to thank uh, good old Stefan Spencer for the first one. Uh, it's good to see him writing again. I know he's very focused on his uh, personal branding and getting out some of his training out there. But uh, uh, this particular article is called How to Rank for, for Position Zero in Three Simple Steps, a Featured Snippets primer so that's on search engine land and what this is about first of all a featured snippet uh this is created this is something that happens it often pushes down their search results it's position zero because it technically isn't a, a actual ranking um 
it's a feature snippet that is created when Google pro, pro I'm going to try and write, say this programmatic, programmatically, programmatically. There you yeah, go. Detects pages that answer the user's question and displays a top result as a featured snippet in the search results. That's a quote from Google. So, um, there's different types of snippets. There's paragraphs, lists, tables. Um, uh, God, I, I'm not even sure how many more there are, but there's there's a few. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't this all kind of go back to the idea that Google is trying to answer people's search questions in the search results instead of so so they don't have to click through to somebody else's site, so so people stay on Google long. There's a better chance for advertising. Um, it, it's it's the whole featured snippet thing is kind of controversial in itself for people who rely on traffic from Google because it it kind of takes that away because if someone's yeah. searching for an answer and they get it right there in the search results they don't have to go to your site to get it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I think it was Mike Blumenthal that said uh, in one of his uh, podcasts, there's no question whatsoever that Google's not our friend. You know, they're there to make money. It's that simple. Um, and I hope I'm not attributing it to the wrong person. But anyway, it, 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 it's pretty pretty common sense in our industry that, you know, um, you've, you've got to work with it and uh, take the beatings when you need it <laughs> Cause they're, or when they're, they're going to give it, you know. Um, in this case, uh, um, you know, just trying to get snippets is, is still not a bad thing. People will see your brand. Uh, they can click directly to it, which is good. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm not saying I'm not saying being a snippet is a bad thing. Absolutely not. That's probably if that's what's happening, you want to be that answer so you can get the brand recognition for knowing what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, as uh, Stefan says here, uh, getting a feature snippet it uh, may be less about the link metrics and more about the actual content on your page. So he says, if you are outgunned in terms of backlinks, then featured snippets could be just the thing for your business. Now. Um, he does mention that there's the odd case where even a person on page two will show up as a, a snippet and, you know, outgun everyone on the page that has worked really hard to get their backlinks. That isn't very common, though. Um, in most cases, it is someone in the top 10. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. yeah. And one of the things they did recently tied to this, uh, um, I don't think it's in this. I haven't read the full article. He may mention it. But literally just in the past couple of weeks, they changed it so where you could be the featured snippet and also have a listing on the first page. So like if you're listing number three for a ranking or for a query and you got the featured snippet, you'd have two positions on the page. They have changed it just in the past few weeks where if you get the featured snippet position, that page is no longer also in the search results for that page. So you yeah. only get the featured snippet now. You could be on page two, but not page one. Right. Um, exactly. So uh, that's that's it makes sense. It's a bit of a shame, but it makes sense. Um, yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, as long as they keep giving enough um, brand awareness to the use of that snippet. Otherwise, I think that's a dirty move. But we'll see. <laughs> um, right, right. Now there there was a study uh, done by uh, Stat, which reviewed ninety two thousand search queries for featured snippets and found the types of search terms which often return featured snippets are financial. Mathematical, time, transitional, status, requirements, health, and do-it-yourself processes. So that was uh, that was interesting. I mean, to get some idea of where they are showing up. Types of searches which rarely return them are local, info and help, 
factual shopping images and videos. Um, but if you think about it, each of the almost all of those things you just mentioned that don't return feature snippets have some other kind of search result that shows up yeah. to, that takes the place of a feature snippet, yeah. right? Like Especially legal, like local images and local, yeah. So. And, the, and the standard old search results as we know them are no longer standard anymore. <laughs> yeah, what we is know the standard them. search result anymore? My God. Yeah. Um, so I, I should note that, and, and even he mentions this also, that this is not usually the first choice for a business, a local business to focus on. Local businesses should be focused on getting their their um, their Google My Business listing showing and 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 featured on the side there. So. Um, it's it's best that that uh, you know you focus on that first. I mean, there's no harm in getting these. Don't get me wrong, but if you're going to have to focus your efforts, just focus on that. So um, now uh, some other bits here. He says uh, he, he gave some good tips here. He said uh, um, that uh, they actually had done a uh, an updated study six months later and found that uh, best or reviews, which were actually showing up in less are showing up less often, we're now showing up more often. So it just gives you some idea of how things are changing. Um, and now, they will keep changing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he also mentioned that if you're looking for questions that people are searching for, answerthepublic.com was a good tip, um, a good a good place to go. I haven't used that one, oh. I don't think. I've used oh, other yeah, that's a great That's a great site for doing... Keyword type research, understanding how people are asking questions and the kind of answers they're looking for. It's a really good site for SEOs to know about and, and just kind of utilize oh, as a resource. Never mind. I, I know the one. Yes, I have been to it. Just didn't yeah. ring a bell when I first, when they, as soon as they, I said it, I was like, they, wait a they second. Still got, they still, <laughs> do they still got that guy on the front page? They do. They do. Yeah. yeah oh, the, man. That guy's <laughs> been there forever. <laughs> it's kind of funny, though. I like it. Uh, I like anything quirky and different these days. It's, Websites could be so boring. <laughs> yeah. he, he picks his teeth. <laughs> it's just bizarre. Um, so uh, he, he also gets into um, how to uh, increase your chances of being selected for a featured snippet. So uh, he, his, out, his uh, Stefan's model that he recommends is to first repeat the question that's in the query or which is implicit in the query, clearly and prominently on your page. Uh, and directly following the question, provide a short, direct, clear answer to the question. Then provide more information, data, images, and so on to answer the question as fully and completely as possible. Now, I have a little more to share in this, but before uh, I get into that, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, we were just discussing uh, Stefan Spencer's article here, uh, How to Rank for Position Zero in Three Steps. See, three simple steps of featured snippets primer. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only simple things that we do, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all we ever do. Um, so uh, there's a lot here. I mean, he's really, as usual, done a fantastic job of of really outlining this. And, uh, he, he does what I like, which is going all out and creating the ultimate kind of article. So, um, did you put the link to this on our uh, Google Plus community? No, not yet. No, okay. not yet. That'd be good uh, for people to see, especially since there's so much detail in this thing. There is, yeah. So he mentions that how you format your HTML can make a difference too in whether a snippet will appear. Uh, and now I imagine there's a lot more to this, but he's putting out some of the basics here. Um, make the search query or a very close version of it heading a heading on the page. This means where possible, format that query or question in an H1, H2, and so forth. Next, summarize the answer to the question in a single paragraph. Format that paragraph in a paragraph HTML tag. Place that paragraph directly below the heading for the question and aim for making the answer paragraph roughly 40 to 55 words. It can also help it help to format your content as a list. I mean, he, he goes on and on. One of the things I, I thought was interesting here is he, he says, if you create a table in your content hoping for a table type featured snippet, it's best to use HTML table tags instead of CSS. Ah, that's very interesting. Um, sort of sad in a way that that... that Seems to help, considering we're supposed to get away from that. But <laughs> does he talk at all? And I haven't read the whole thing yet. Does he talk at all about the impact of schema, whether it helps or doesn't help, or if there's a specific schema that might re relate to this? He doesn't. Not that I saw. Anyway, I I, I read it and skimmed tiny bits of it, but most of, I don't see schema anywhere. Let me just check. I'll do a page search. Nope, schema is not mentioned. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Because you would think he would have at least tested that and had some kind of response to whether it works or not. Yeah, you would. Well, I'm sure someone's doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's just trying to keep an advantage for himself, right? There you go. I'm going to tell, tell him 90% of what I know. <laughs> um, so uh, in the next bit of news here, we got a little bing going on. 
um, Bing has launched Bing Visual Search. And uh, it's actually kind of cool, uh, based on what I've seen anyway. Um, it, it, this is an article from Matt McGee on Search Engine Land. And uh, it talks about how you can search for specific objects within images. Um, and, and within one of the examples, images? Yeah, within the images. And for, one of the ones that really blew my mind um, was uh, one that Matt did for... Uh, let's see here. He did a search for landscape ideas. He, I'll quote him here. He chose um, on the individual image screen in the results, a small magnifying glass appeared in the upper left. Clicking that launched the new visual search tool that let me pinpoint one specific plant from the dozens available. After I did that, Bing identified the plant as a Snapdragon and then showed Snapdragon. That's bloody amazing. <laughs> That's interesting. And, and it's it's really interesting because it com comes on the heels of a Google I.O. a couple weeks ago. They launched a new v visual search technology where basically you can take your phone, take a picture of an, of an object, say a Snapdragon, and that would be your search query instead of typing in search query. So you take a picture of a Snapdragon and it comes up with all this information and, and links and search results about Snapdragons. So so. And I read something earlier today talking about how images and imagery as a whole are really going to be the future of what we have to deal with with search. And I, I don't, I don't doubt it at all, especially looking where both these engines are going. Yeah, I think we've been talking about it for years that we're kind of shocked it's taken this long. And I think really what's happened is, is well, as you mentioned, Google announced it. Well, look who just came out with it quickly, as though. Hello, it was just sitting in the wings. It's almost like they didn't want to put it out there because maybe they had it in a product line coming out or they were planning on it coming. And it just right. it's too coincidental to come out at the same time. With something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I wonder if it actually had put a, um, a kink in something, you know, on one of their future plans. But they're like, well, we can't sit on it now. See, I think the next step will be doing the same type of thing that Bing's doing with images, with video across the board. I mean, mm -hmm. I, you know, I want remember that time that such and such an actor said this in a movie, and you and you search for the quote and the clip. You know, it it automatically goes to that spot in the video clip where that person said the thing you were searching for. That'll happen at some point too. It totally, totally, and and again, one of those things that we've been kind of. Well, surprise it hasn't come. I guess we, we take for granted just how much <laughs> CPU power they have to work with here because that is insane. Imagine how much – with all the videos that are uploaded on YouTube on a regular basis. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. I, I, did, I did a research literally two or three years ago. I said, okay, I think it was uh, – when was it? It was like 2010, maybe 2012, somewhere there. I said, okay, the average at the time was – I think 40 something minutes of video uploaded to Google or to YouTube every second. Right. So I took the entire year and I did the math and I said, okay, if I was to watch everything that was uploaded in this year on, on Google or excuse me, on YouTube, how long would it take me? I did the math. It would take five generations of my family to get through every video that was uploaded in that one year. <laughs> You might just have a bit too much time on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, or I'm just too geeky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to quote here, the total number of people who are um, who use YouTube is 1.3 billion. Um, 300 hours of video are uploaded to YouTube every minute. <laughs> hours. 
<laughs> Almost 5 billion videos are watched on YouTube every single day. Yeah, so that's just nuts. Be, yeah, that's... Wow. I wonder, I wonder if, if YouTube is still only the second largest search engine. Good when question. are they going to take over? <laughs> well, I don't know. Google owns That's a serious question. <laughs> I, 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 I bet at some point they will become the largest search engine. If something else doesn't come up before then, and I hope something else does, it's nice to shake yeah. things up a bit. Um, but if, I don't if, know fa- if Facebook could figure out how to do search, they could be the biggest search engine, but they just suck at it. You know, a search engine that um, works with, um, what's it called, uh, augmented reality. Maybe there'll be an augmented reality search system. I mean, that's coming. It's going to be everywhere. It's like alternative search. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're talking, um, uh, Robert Scoble, one of my favorite tech guys, he's really, really appreciate his, his content was saying just yesterday to his uh, followers on Facebook that um, he finally got a little bit of intel on Magic Leap. You familiar with that? I've heard the name, yes. It's a super, insanely secret uh, augmented reality platform that <clears throat> Google invested 500 some million dollars in starting, um, plus a whole bunch of other companies did too. I mean, it was crazy seed money. Anyway, apparently it has... Uh, far more cameras and far more depth of field than uh, HoloLens, Microsoft HoloLens, uh, which is already amazing. It's blown away people. So uh, the people who have tried it, apparently this, this Magic Leap, are floored. Um, I just can't wait to find out more about it, but they just, they're, they're so hush about it. I, apparently this year we will hear, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. But that's just an example. I mean, those things, that they could make those things mainstream? Oh, my God. It's just going to be nuts. Because uh, apparently it's going to make it look as though there's like whatever you want to see, like whatever it is, a dragon or whatever it is that you're playing in a game is there. It's in front of you. And from a, a pure like tourist perspective, imagine having those things on and going on a, uh, a hist- historical walkthrough of a, uh, I don't know, uh, anything, um, an old building, a museum, a, uh, a historical site that from a, a war you could actually see bits of history being played out in front of you. It's nuts. Uh, the whole thing. So they could, vir- they could virtually install Michelangelo actually painting the Sistine Chapel ceiling. So when you go to look at it, you can see it with him and without him doing it. Yeah, you can walk around him and look at all the details of his clothing. I mean, I mean it's nuts. Yeah. It's going to be so freaking cool. <laughs> Kids are going to be just, uh, they have no idea what they get, how lucky they are, they're the stuff they're going to get to see. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a little bit of a tangent, but those are fun. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Geeking out, geeking out. Um, Now, on that note about Bing, um, the Bing struggle. Bing is launching Bing Rewards in the UK and later in France, Germany, and Canada. Now, what is Bing Rewards? Bing Rewards is their way of paying you to use Bing. (laughs) That's how bad it's gotten. They've Uh, been doing that for years, though. They have, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. You should keep anything going this long. I mean... Uh, it's been the longest standing rewards form or any the, form of, of, of incentive to use Bing. The only person I know who uses that and does that um, is Marjorie. You know Marjorie Ross. Mm-hmm. And that was years ago. I don't even know if she still does it. But it's, it's it never really caught on that I know of. 
I don't know. It looks silly to me. Like what some of the advantages are, you get 10% off on Microsoft stores. 10% off might bring it down to what it would cost to buy one of those things in an Amazon. Right. <laughs> those Microsoft stores are so overpriced. Um, I don't know. It just seems useless to me. I, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against Bing. In fact, I think there probably are a lot of use cases for it being perhaps even better than Google in, in, on things, certain things. But uh, it's just not where the game is. And it's where yeah. we have to focus. <laughs> What I read is that the, the one thing that Bing really does much better at than Google, if you're into this kind of thing, is it's pretty much known as the porn search engine now. <laughs> Jeez. Especially with this uh, image search. Oh, yeah, with the new image search. Yeah, that's going to make it even funner. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better not go down that tangent. It's going to get bad. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Well, why don't you take the next one? Let's get off topic. <laughs> so, uh, if, if you guys were, I'm sure you guys covered this on the last show. Um, Google put out a warning recently, kind of, kind of reminding us about uh, article spam and guest blogging and that kind of stuff, and how basically uh, guest posting can get you in a lot of trouble if you don't, if you're doing it in a shady manner. And it, the, the, and at the same time. There's been a lot of fluctuations in rankings this month, and people are wondering what's causing them and how it's happening. And Google very clearly came out and said, "No, no, the the post about um, guest, the, the the article we did about guest post was just a reminder to everybody. It has nothing to do with the fluctuations you're seeing in the rankings. So if you were wondering about that, if they were tied together at all, Google came out very clearly and said, nope, nope, nothing, no correlation here, um, or no causation here, just correlation." So if you were worried about it, A, stop doing things that would make you worried about it. And, and then B, don't worry about it because it's not connected. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they'd give – I'm just waiting. I mean, even Barry's doesn't seem to have – I mean, he's always the first to have any kind of in, insight on one of these updates. Um, no, don't, yeah. don't be wrong. He's got some um, – I, I think I saw last week some ideas on why it's happening. But no one's really confirmed it, as far as I can tell. What is yeah. happening with these rankings? I mean, even Moz has been up in the hundred degree range. Their uh, tracking system for the and I think I think Barry on his I think Barry on his site even did a poll polling SEOs. Have you been seeing fluctuations in your sites? I didn't look at the results. I just saw they did a poll. But it, it's like for him to ask other people, "Hey, what's going on? Have you seen anything?" In a poll format means he doesn't have a lot of information. Yeah, the last one I think I, I, I'm looking at here is uh, he asked last month to fill out a poll. About Google Fred, uh, he wanted to see um, <clears throat> how many people were impacted by it. They I said there was a more current one. Maybe there is. I haven't seen that. I can't see it. But in the Fred instance, it said, uh, "Were you hit by it?" Forty-six percent said yes. Um, after he removed the "not sure," it moved up to fifty-five <laughs> percent. Sure, as a lot of us would say, "not sure." <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, he's got he's no, he's got a poll here um, okay. for the March sixth to March sixteenth. Oh, update. there. Sorry. Yeah, got it. Right. Um, and there's no results. results. Like view results, no impact oh, yeah. at all. Thirty two percent rankings declined, forty six percent rankings increased, twenty one percent. But he has you know, less than two hundred people, or just about two hundred people, responded. So um, hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, I think our, some of our local results have improved. But I did notice that a lot of our clients who are fairly mm, 
low on the backlink scale, which I consider kind of the cement that keeps you there in, in terms of rankings, they they are bouncing around. Um, I, it should be interesting to see where they land, but um, these are fairly new clients, so we still have lots of work to do. Okay. So, you know, if you do find yourself moving around a ton, do consider that you may need to do some work to, to cement yourself a bit, you know, get some um, additional citations, get some uh, local uh, buzz if you're a local business, uh, do some link attraction through creating some phenomenal articles. Uh, of course, that requires a little planning. Uh, you can look at competitors or even similar businesses around the world and see what kind of content has done well for them. A lot of stuff. If you ever need help with that, let us know. Uh, here at Stepforth, we do that quite a bit. And uh, it's actually kind of fun. Authority building plans. They're, uh, they take a bit of time, but they are fun. <laughs> I love looking at what's going on. Mm. Some wild stuff. Okay. Um, what's next here? Oh, yes. DMOS. <laughs> and it's, cra- it's crazy that they're just now saying this. So basically, DMOS announced recently... Yeah, we're going to stop using DMOS titles and descriptions, uh, um, which also means that the no OD, ODP meta tag, which is the, the meta tag you could put in the header of a page saying, don't use titles and description from DMOS, please. Um, it, but that tag is no longer support, which is amazing that it took them this long. Hasn't DMOS been closed for like three or four months already? They shut it down. I think it's yeah. still there, but they, it's like a static site now. I wonder if this kind of I wonder if this points to just how long it takes to make a significant change like this in Google. I mean, they they had said earlier, like when it was shut down, that they weren't really paying any attention to any authority that it was providing. But now right. to actually remove their acknowledgement of that tag took a, a bit more time. I wonder if either it was a low priority, which I actually imagine it was, or yeah. whether or not it was uh, a mixture of that and the fact that you know it can't be that easy just to make that kind of a tweak either. I guess not, but I mean, DMOS has pretty been pretty useless for a long time now, not just since <laughs> yes. it shut down. So you would think they'd have been working on this for quite some time. I don't think I've looked at, even looked at Moz. I mean, I, I, no, yeah. uh, no idea uh, DMOS for I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but six years. Yeah, I, mean, I think I, w- I was an editor like 15, 16 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about ten years or twelve since yeah. I did one too. Um, yeah. But 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 again, maybe maybe to your earlier point, which actually makes a lot more sense, is priorities. Maybe it just wasn't a priority for them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we finally got around to this. We should tell people, right?" Yeah, or maybe it was done immediately. Like, "Oh yeah, we did this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just to make a little news, show that we're doing something, because it's certainly so, not so, news. Otherwise. So, so this is not a, this is kind of news because we get to make fun of Google, but it really shouldn't have any impact on your strategies. Um, Anyway, because DMOS shouldn't have been part of your strategies to begin with, right? No, and you don't have to go around moving your meta tag. If you if you happen yeah. to have it there and you're doing an update, go for it, remove it. But it's not going to hurt you at all. Yeah, it's, it's going right. to it's just going to do nothing but take up a couple pixels of space in your code. Yeah, exactly. All right, so uh, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we've got some Mueller files to share with you. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So what have we got here in the Mueller Files? Um, Mr. Mueller uh, answered a question on Twitter. Um, basically, uh, someone was wanting to find out how to really get it, get an idea of what Google sees when they're looking at their site. And it really came down to the, there's a couple ways to do it. One, you can look at the cached version of the page in the engine. And the other is you can do fetch and render at a Google search console. And basically, John Mueller says, um, and here's the quote uh, talking about fetch and render. He says, this is the closest representation of what Google sees when they crawl your site. So I know for years, one of the, the, the go-to things was to go look at the cached version of a page to see how Google's handling any kind of odd coding or um, content applications. We used to look, we used to show clients that look, your flash is invisible by showing the cached version of a page, right? That kind of thing. If you're really trying to analyze what Google is seeing or not seeing on the page, what John's saying is the best way to do that is to do fetch and render and search console, look at those results instead of using the cache. Kind of, kind of, it's kind of a, a, it's just kind of one of those things to help you get a little bit better data than what you might currently be getting when you're doing an analysis of a site. Interesting. Okay. Um, I know we've got a, a very tight timeline here. We only got a couple more minutes. Uh, so one thing I wanted to share with you, I thought this was an excellent article. Um, it's called how to use SEO to influence B2B buyers at every stage of the buyer's journey. And, uh, it's by, it's on search engine land. Uh, I think it was done by Nate Dame. Um, any case it, uh, it's all about mapping marketing activities to the buyer's journey. This is pretty heady stuff for anyone who is, uh, um, not really getting in, you know, getting their 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 feet dirty in the old marketing uh, research and stuff. But you know, if so you're you saying are, it's not one hundred and one. 
Is that what you're saying? Well, I, it's hard. I was going to say that, but really it is in a way. If you're doing marketing, it's good to know the buyer's journey. You know, what is it that they're doing on their way to, you've got to know your personas, the people who are buying your products or buying your services. So yeah, it's sort of in between. Um, but what I liked about it a lot was that it explains um, the steps, you know, are, are those buyers consistently finding your brand along their journey? Um, and then it suggests next to know the journey and then create content for every stage in the journey. And I would imagine that also includes ads. I mean, show up, do that, do remarketing. Um, it, in fact, even reading it made me go, yeah, damn it. That's something I've always wanted to do more of with our sites and our work. I mean, we, we already get business, which is great. We take it for granted sometimes, though, because we really should be doing a lot more of this. Um, it's You can get into some really cool stuff here. I mean, you, you look into, if you know that a particular uh, client is or prospect is going through uh, review sites, if it's looking at a lot of, uh, uh, let's say it's a search engine land, all these places, well, showing up there, writing for these places, that it's, it's pretty difficult to argue that, that shows a certain authority that, that's going to be lent to your site. You know, and they're going to be like, wow, that's the site I keep saying. I'm going to go there. I'm going to put in a proposal or request for proposal or whatever it might be. I mean, I'm just using our example. But, sure. Uh, yeah. Anyways, it's very well written. Lots of great detail there. So uh, I think I may even reach out and congratulate them because I think that kind of content needs to be out there more. Uh, it's pretty cool. I guess I have <laughs> to read it now, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, well, if you, if, if you find the time, right? Um, now, well, why don't we end on this one because I think this is pretty funny. This is good. So if you're familiar with Ignite Visibility, I'm not sure. Who, who's behind that? Do you know? I don't know. Yeah, I've heard the name before, but I'm not sure who's behind it. They have basically created a, it's called SEO The Movie. It's a full-length documentary about SEO. And it's really told from the, from the perspective and interviews with some of the people that are super well-known in the industry. Danny Sullivan, um, Rand Fishkin. They, they're even using people that have been out of the industry for a while that were really some of the pioneers like Jill Whalen and, um, to, to really walk through this entire journey that we've gone through with the search engines as SEOs. Um, I've looked, they've got a trailer out. I've watched the trailer. It looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, it, it's released June 20th, which is just a few weeks away. Um, if you search for Ignite Visibility SEO movie, I'm sure you'll find it. I've seen it show up in my Facebook uh, wall a couple times already. So I'm, I'm interested in, in watching it. Whether I can find enough time to watch a full-length documentary on something is, is to be seen. <laughs> but I'll, I'll give it a shot. If they can get it on my Netflix, maybe. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But it, it's, it looks interesting, definitely. Um, I'm just hoping it's not full of fake news, right? Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> Who likes that? Yeah. Anyway, uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody.
The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. If you've got a passion for pumpkin, you've got to get to Dunkin' and pick these up. Our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Smooth, bold cold brew topped with velvety pumpkin cream cold foam. And our delicious pumpkin spice signature latte. Rich espresso topped with whipped cream, caramel drizzle, and cinnamon sugar. And our perfectly pumpkin donuts, munchkin treats, pumpkin muffins, and more. That's how we pumpkin at Dunkin'. Pick your pumpkin at Dunkin', like our new pumpkin cream cold brew. Pumpkin spice signature latte. And our perfectly pumpkin treats. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.